Hey, E, put the beat on. Hey, Taylor, you like this drum? Yeah, this beat hard. Yeah, you, you sure you like this drum? You would tell me if you didn't, right? Oh, yeah, of course. No, this don't go, this don't go hard. All right, all right, cool, cool. This this my man, Scotty Pimpin drum. Oh, okay, all right, then. Matter of fact, I, I got something for this. Got something like what? <laughs> Welcome to the top shelf. Where the flavor's so hot, but you will not melt. Not melt. About to take you on a ride like you never felt. Never, Up and down, real smooth like a carousel. Yeah, Moving in our own lane, no parallel. Everybody needs sleep, it's good for your health. If you stuck like Chuck, I might have a help. Cause we talk sports, life, and everything else. What's happening, ladies and gentlemen? We thank you for taking the time to tune into the Sports Life and Everything Else podcast, where sports, life, and entertainment collide. Presented by the away team and coming to you from the top shelf, this is season five, episode 18. My name is Michael Roberts, a.k.a. Mike on the mic, and if it ain't all good, make it that way. We've got my co-host, Mr. Taylor Suber, in the building. Yo, what's going on? What's up? Taylor, how you feeling? I mean, I'm doing good, man. Chilling. Good, good, good. How's your weekend going? Weekend's always going good, man. Okay, beautiful, beautiful. We've got producer extraordinaire E-Dub handling the boards. What up, what up, what up? E, what's up with you? Chilling like a villain, man. You know, Sunday, the, the weather is beautiful outside, man. If the weather is very nice. I hope very you nice. got out this weekend and, and enjoyed this. Yup, yup. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out here doing their thing and handling their business. We know what a mother's love is about and how a mother's job is never done. They always always are there for their kids as much as they can be so salute to all the mothers out here handling their business and doing what they got to do you can follow us on twitter and ig or subscribe to this youtube page at sleep is for you that's s-l-e-e-p-i-s the number four y-o-u listen to newer old audio episodes with apple podcasts Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn Radio, Samsung Podcasts, or Player FM. Like episodes, show love, show hate, we here for it all. Tell a friend to tell two friends about us. If you haven't already done so, check out sleepisforyou.com, the hub for all things sleep-related. And if you and you can access the YouTube page there as well. We've got one top five for y'all this week. Have you seen, have you heard, the common sense space, and all that good sports talking coverage that makes this the top shelf and keeps the good people tuning in. Plus, we've got a special call-in this week, and I think y'all are going to enjoy it. So, our showtime is 6.15. Let's spin. We're going to start off this episode talking about the NBA, uh, since that is uh, what is going on right now. And uh, we are fresh off of a loss for the Philadelphia 76ers against the Boston Celtics in Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Semifinals. So Boston now advances to square off with the Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, And then on the other side, we've got the Los Angeles Lakers, who will be lining up against the Denver Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals. 
So two out of those four will make it to the NBA championship. Uh, it was an, it, it was a very unfortunate showing uh, for the Sixers this afternoon. Uh, let's see, James Harden. I'm sorry, uh, Joel Embiid ended up ending the game with 15 points. James Harden had nine. Tyrese Maxey had 17. P.J. Tucker, who got hot in the beginning of the game, ended it with 11. And Tobias Harris ended up with 19, the, the team high. He scored 11 in the first quarter. <laughs> exactly. On the Boston side of the ball, Jason Tatum dropped 51, mm. which is a new Game 7 high, eclipsing what uh, Steph Curry just did a couple of weeks ago. Jalen Brown dropped 25. Malcolm Brogdon dropped 12. And that is the end of the double-digit scores for the Boston Celtics. But that is all they needed to uh, skate to a 112-88 victory over the Philadelphia 76ers. And they're going to be taking a vacation now. They got. I, I hope it's a permanent vacation for a, a good amount of non-earners. Yeah, I mean, uh, they, they, they didn't show up today. They didn't show up at all. And it's not just today. It was also game six. They had a chance to close out Boston on Friday, and uh, they, they weren't able to do it then either. Man, they got booty clapped, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. In, in two games. They scored 86 points in two back-to-back games. Um, uh, James Harden, he's trash. He can't play. He, mm. He's finished. Um, Tobias Harris, um, he did. He, he was terrible. Uh, was it game six? How you score two points in, <laughs> as a starter in game six? Yeah. Like that, that's disgusting. You score ten points, He's you win the garbage, game. Yeah. And I hope they shut his little cookie shop down the street up down. Yeah, man. Like, they need to go down there and, and throw a, a brick through that. You know what? Let me stop. He's. We, he, we don't condone that. He's never he going in. He never been. I, he I, never. He never been that bold, man. To I me, hope ever. this is your career. I hope the Sixers really just get rid of him. Get rid of this man. He needs to go. I don't think this, this is um this is too far. They gotta going. go. This is uh what six years of this. I think this they, they kicked the can down the road too uh too far. I think this, they need to get rid of this yeah. man. Him, Doc, even JoJo. You know what? They ripped the team up before and then re re replanted it and it just don't work. I, you I don't know what. It I, might I, this might be this might be a wrap. I believe that Joel Embiid absolutely just played for an MVP. He didn't care about winning a champion. I don't think he believed at any time that he was going to win a championship with this team, but it was important for him to get an MVP yep. because uh-uh. it was the only place he was going to get an MVP. Yep. Now that he got his MVP, uh, he's uh, uh, got his, got his big-ass big contract. I mean, if I was him, I wouldn't want to be here anymore because y'all just keep putting him – you keep putting him you – keep, you keep giving him C players or players that are just too old. P.J. Tucker's too old. He's 38 years old. He, I said this last year when they signed him. I said he's not going to be able to like do what he was doing three, four, five years ago. He can't stay in front of Tatum. Maybe four or five years ago he could have, but now he he can't. Um, James Harden, he's been he's been trash for the last three. It's just every his game is just slowly declining. The thing is with Maxi, he's so young that he, he kind of caught this team at a at a bad spot. He's so young. He's still evolving as as a great player. So you kind of like you're looking at him. To, you want him to do more, but what four or five years ago, my man was going to the prom. You know what I mean? So you can't ask him to do what what he's doing right. And and he did. He overseed. He had two really really good games. Yo, this whole season. To, so shout out to Tyrese. Yeah, so he, he had heart. Yo. Yeah, he got it in, and and he was he was ready to ball out. Even though this is probably like a little too young for him, but. 
he showed up. But everyone else, that all the veterans and stuff like that, they, I mean, they didn't do nothing. Um, Milton played a, a good game. He had some good blocks, but he's just like a bench contributing guy. He's not really like a guy who can go out there and get you 16, 18 points like he did. And I think it was game one. That's not really his game. His game is just like energy, get a steal, get a pluck, you know what I mean, uh, uh, make make a nice little block or something like that or take a charge. That, that's not really his game. And then the rest of the guys on the on the bench, they're just fodder. I mean, the, the Niang is trash. And um, they don't even play the other guy, McDaniel. So, I mean, this is this is crazy because this is how this was the best team they can put I out cannot, over the whole season. I, it's unbelievable. Whereas Boston went and traded for White last year, and they traded for Brock and during the off season, those guys can get you twenty five points uh, just off the rip, just because of their good shooters. Yeah, uh, Brown can always just take over a game, and take, all four of those players are way better than any four players that that Philly could ever throw at him. And B's like an A plus player, and everyone else below him is like B minus. And yeah, Maxi yeah. is on like a B minus, but he's on the come up. The rest of those guys are B minuses. And but at, at their best, but they're going down. Whereas yeah. everyone on that Boston team, they're still like I they're think Bro- I think Brogdon's about thirty years old, and then uh, White is about twenty seven, twenty eight. Mount right. uh, uh, <clears throat> Smart's about twenty. So all those guys are right in that pocket where they where they're really really good and could potentially be uh, uh, Tatum just scored fifty one. He's still getting better. He's only twenty five yeah. years old. Yeah, and um, Brown's only twenty six. So those guys are, can still get better. They're not even at their maximum at, apex not yet. At their and they just yeah, and they're just winning the finals last year. So they're in a different stratosphere as opposed to the Sixers. When Sixers just have one one good player, if he don't play well, the whole team is is not going nowhere. Whereas if Boston has one of those two that don't play well, they can still win the game. That's yeah. that's where it came down to. Yeah, yeah. As a whole, Boston just had a better team. And, uh, you know, in my opinion, that's that's what shows. That's why they advanced. And uh, that's that's why the Sixers are, are calling it a season right now. But uh, on that note, since we are in the midst of NBA discussion and talk, we have a call-in this week, very special call-in that I told you all about last week. And uh, let's see if we can get him on the line here. There he is, the one and only Mr. Brandon Scoop B. Robinson of the Scoop B. Podcast, Valley Sports Network. Brandon, how you doing this afternoon? I'm doing all right. How are you? Beautiful, beautiful. We're doing good up here on the top shelf. It's uh, it's Mother's Day, and we're, we're coming off of a, a Sixers loss. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we're... we're we're right on talk, talking about the Sixers and, and, you know, how they fell short and what they did uh, this season and, and, more importantly, this afternoon. Uh, did you catch the game? I did. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. Uh, give me a quick second to get to – here we go. So how do you feel about uh, where the Sixers are after this loss and just their, their outlook looking forward? Boston was a better team, and I think they waited around too, too long for them. Um, I think the series definitely was shifted when Harden started to get hot. And um, I think that in this series, more than anything else, um, the thing that you noticed with Philly was that um, when their key pieces um, are not clicking on those cylinders, it seems like the body language shifts. You saw that a couple of games ago where when Embiid was not in his bag, um, you saw guys like P.J. Tucker in his ear. Um, and I hadn't really seen that before, and I really think that's what they needed last year. Yeah. Um, I, I think, you know, this season, it was no lack of talent. It was no lack of firepower. I just think you got to start how you finish. 
you have to finish how you start, rather. And I think um, Boston having the experience of, of going to the finals last season and coming up short, um, I think they knew what was at stake. Um, and Tatum scoring 51 and Jalen, you know, being um, his his role and knowing his role, um, I think they they won when it counted. And, you know, they go to the conference finals and, and, and face a... A, a, a lower seated Miami team that has nothing to lose with been playing with reckless abandonment and uh, uh, I think it's going to be a good series I agree I agree uh, we were talking about James well you were talking about James Harden briefly uh, what do you think about the prospects for James Harden moving forward since we have a uh, discussion that uh, it's a possible possibility he may want to try to get back to Houston um, and he did have his extension this year with the Sixers just for this year. So uh, he's coming up on a free agent summer. Well, I have been hearing since the um, since February that uh, if Doc and the Sixers did not make it to the finals, uh, that he would be gone. And I think um, Harden's future is more contingent upon the future of both Doc uh, as well as Daryl Morey's future in Philadelphia as well. Um, you know, I know that <clears throat> Tad Brown uh, was in a CEO role with the 76ers after spending a, a multitude of years in, in Houston and, you know, took Scott O'Neill's job. Um, and I think it, it was smart for him to uh, take a smaller deal, uh, which allowed P.J. Tucker to come in and, and, and all those other pieces. But, you know, ultimately... It, it's interesting because I think they, it took a half a season for them to kind of find some a level of alignment yeah. uh, with with Harden and Fold. This year was a full season, uh, but if Doc and Maury are gone, there's a familiarity that is lacking. Um, yeah. For, from from those that I know that uh, on the Harden side of things, um, Houston to me was always what they envisioned because of what they're aligning in Houston. Ime, of course, has a familiarity with uh, James uh, from their time uh, and, and their roles with the Brooklyn Nets. Ime is an assistant, James is a player. Um, and I know that on the, on the coaching side of things, uh, as far as staff goes, um, this, Ime is bringing in some of that Celtic staff uh, with him, uh, likely, uh, I'm told. Um, so um, it, there's a level of familiarity that, that, that that's there. You know, James is is a fixture in in um in Houston owns a restaurant there still has homes there um and still has a huge support staff um that's there and um it didn't work out in Philly um but we'll see I think it's contingent upon what happens with with uh both Maury and uh with Doc Rivers um but you know it it it's from what I'm told uh, I was told this in February I saw Mark Stein had reported it today um, that if it, if if uh, the Sixers did not make it to the finals, uh, Doc Rivers was out, and um, we'll see what happens with Maury. I got a, I got a quick question, Brandon. It's Taylor. Hey Taylor. If if he went to Houston, would he get like that similar deal that that Dame Lillard just got? It's like a like a fifty million dollars. Is he eligible for that? Like fifty million dollars for like the next two or three years? Is that is that what he would go to Houston for? I'm not sure what the mathematics would be, but I think that the the draw would be similar to like LeBron when he came back to Cleveland. Okay, I okay. got you. Okay. A, a young y'all knew exactly what I meant when I said that. Um, yep, yep. You know, I know that when LeBron came to Cleveland, he looked at um, the prospects of Tristan Thompson, Kyrie Irving, yeah, 
um, and and others there, um, and 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 drawing other free agents to Houston. I don't think you really have to sell Houston. No. Houston is Houston. Yeah. Um, I was in I was in Houston, brother. I, I had a good time. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, it, it's more than it's more than just turkey leg. Oh. But um, you know, when you when you look at the, the talent that's already there. Uh, Jalen, Jalen Green, yeah, um, as well as Kenyon Martin Jr. and uh, Porter, um, and Porter's still there, and Porter as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then there's other familiarity like um, John Lucas is a fixture in Houston, okay. Um, as well as just uh, the, the the fact that you can be, well, I use that LeBron analogy, you can run the show. Yeah, he would be the OG there. I got you. You know, it, it's 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 um. I don't know if I can compare it to Iverson's return to Philly because it was it was it was more of a need on Philly's side I think than it was Iverson's side at that point. Yeah, yeah. With all due respect, but I I, I think that it, I think James proved this season that he still has something in the tank, but I think he's in a role at this point in his life where you got to blend with younger guys and yeah. that keeps you relevant longer. Mm-hmm. I, I've always compared James Harden's ability um, on, on the court to. To to Tracy a healthier Tracy McGrady. Mm. Oh, okay. not necessarily the high flying, but the ability to score and distribute. I got um, you. McGrady was a little taller, uh, but a lot of people looked at McGrady for his scoring skills, and I think his playmaking skills, particularly kicking out of the, the double team draw, drawing fouls and more, I think was not the drawing foul, fouls part, but the play, definitely the playmaking ability. I thought he was supremely underrated um, yeah. and I think had he stayed healthy he would have made a clear transition another example I can make although he got hurt during his career is like Ron Harper he came to Chicago after his stints with you know the Clippers and with Cleveland and what have you he was a complimentary player to to Michael yeah, when people, they won those people, championships people forget that that he was a man in, in, in Cleveland he was the yeah, man Ron Harper was he, that guy he was and he was I, running and I, the team I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not uh, wishing any will on James, but as you get older, you know your body. And yep. I, I just think he, he's seen it all. He's, he's a complimentary role player that can, or complimentary star player yep. that can teeter-totter between star role. He knows how to play all around the court. I, I think he'd be a great fit on a young Rockets team yeah. if he decides that's where he wants to go. And he know he don't have to go down there and play. 80 some he, uh, 70 he probably, he probably go down there and play 55 to 60 games and yeah. then when the playoffs come he'll be fresher and um I, like now that I'm thinking about it right now I, that, that's I mean cuz right now this 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 right here is like this is where the Sixers max is at game 6 game 7 in the second round of the playoffs that's the max that they can do with the with how the way the team is constructed right now yeah, yeah. Sure. unfortunately that's just what it is mm-hmm. Well, we've got the Heat versus Celtics and the Lakers versus Nuggets uh, to pretty much to uh, make up the, the next round of the playoffs. How do you see the duration turning out? Do you have any predictions for us as far as who you got going to the finals? Lakers, Heat. Okay. Mm. We've seen that uh, the Raptors have fired Nick Nurse, the Suns have fired Monty Williams, and the Bucks have fired Mike Budenholzer, uh, who are both uh, who are all three playoff teams. And you mentioned that if the Sixers didn't make it to the finals, Doc Rivers was probably going to be out the door. <laughs> Do you have any um, thoughts about who may be taking his place, or maybe filling in any of those other uh, positions that are now open in Philadelphia? Yeah. Um, I, I I think that Sam Cassell should be given more consideration. Yeah, uh, I like than that. What he's been given over the years. I like that a lot. Um, I, 
I've known Sam since I was a kid. And um, one thing I know about Sam is he's always um, engaged in the game. And I think oftentimes player development or popular assistant coaches get dubbed as like the star player's homeboy. And I don't think that's always a fair assessment. Um, You look at guys like Phil Handy uh, with the Los Angeles Lakers, who is a player development coach, but has won multiple championships with different teams, the Raptors, the Cavs, the Lakers. And, you know, he gets that, that label from people. And I'd like to see people like Sam and Phil Handy take him more seriously. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, you know, even Sam was was a consideration at one point for, uh, I believe, the vacant position at Temple uh, as well. But, um, you know, through and through, he's been part of the fabric of, of, of Sixers basketball for a while. Um, and, and I think he should be given more consideration. But um, if Doc is let go, um, you know, you, you look at other, you look at Monty Williams, um, who I know is also uh, being considered uh, in Milwaukee, as is Ty Lu, who was still under contract with uh, the Los Angeles Clippers. Yeah. So it's definitely going to be. Um, it's def- there are a lot of there are a lot of things to consider. I don't know that Monty Williams is the answer in Philadelphia, though. Okay. As we all know, Philly is not the uh, the easiest place to play or coach. So uh, you know, whoever yeah. they bring in here next has got to be somebody who can handle that that level of pressure and. Uh, and and you know the, 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 what what the fans place on their their professional teams. Yeah, um, I, I think for my I think for for a coach in Philly, I personally, if if I have my, my way and he's still under contract with the Clippers, I think Ty Lue would be a perfect fit in, in Philly. You need a players' coach, a, a coach, a, a, a coach that um, many players. He has their respect. I, I think it's just like, like there's tears in coaching. Like, no doubt. you have Popovich, you have, you have, you have um, Spo down in Miami. Well, there's levels to even that. Mm-hmm. I, I think that Doc Rivers and Popovich and Steve Kerr are more on equal footing, and to some than Spo. Hmm. I think Spo, Spo was made to be a with one team, which is Miami. Yeah. Because he came out of that system. It's like you look at Derek Jeter, he's always a Yankee. Yeah. He came out of the Yankees farm system. He's a Hall of Famer. He retired a Yankee. To yeah. me, I look at Spo as a as a as a heat lifer. You look at Kobe, he's always a, a Laker lifer. Certain coaches they don't leave outside the confines of that. Same with Pop. Pop is a spur through and through. Michael you. Jordan may have went to the Wizards, but he's still a bull. I got you. Okay. And so I, I, so I think, I, I think over the years though, I think Spo has um, become part of the, the fabric of today's coach in the NBA um, as far as name and winning and recognition. But as far as the way that players view them, I, I think, <clears throat> I think Lou, I think, I think Ty Lou has looked as more as. Of 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 as well as Kerr are looked at as players' coaches yeah. because they speak their language and they've won. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Well, um, you know, I know your time is, is very important, and very precious, and we definitely appreciate you for for coming through and, and, and checking in with us for a little bit. He, he, he got time for one more. I got one more question. Can I can I bleed this right. in? 
I want to talk about my man. Uh, well, he's not my man no more. I've kind of sold him out. Uh, my man, John Morant. I was just about to get into that. John <laughs> Morant has popped up in another IG live video brandishing guns. I thought it was. I thought I'd be April Fool's. I thought my phone had re had redone. I was like, why are y'all giving me story from two months ago? Uh-huh. And I looked, and it was true. And the Grizzlies <laughs> have announced his suspension with yes. the timetable for his return pending review. So, only thing that I said. Was uh, when he when it first when everything first happened, I guess two months ago, I said that David Stern, if David Stern was the commission, he probably suspended him for the rest of the year. So now that he did what he did again, um, is 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 there I, I, like I don't know how Adam Silver, I know Adam Silver is not David Stern, but is there a chance that this man could be suspended for a year? Because this is like kind of this is kind of like a slap in the face to what they just did with him. They came on TV, they kind of did the interview with Jalen Rose. He said what he said, and I thought the interview wasn't really that good. That's just my opinion. I just thought that he didn't learn anything just for me watching it with my own two eyes. And then here we fast forward a couple months later, they get disappointed in the playoffs, and now he's out again doing whatever he's doing with his friends with another gun. So is there a chance he could get spending for like a whole year? Because this obviously my man has a problem, of course, with all the other stuff that he went through last summer with the kid coming to his house, the thing at the mall and the laser. This is too much stuff going on and most of the stuff is involving violence. Is it a chance he can get suspended for a year? Yes. Okay. I would do two years, but you know, that that's just me. <laughs> Taylor's known to get a little excessive when it comes to, 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 to his punishment. I just think it's an embarrassment. Like, I don't, I don't know what's, what's wrong. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just saw a lot of people like they're kind of making him out to be the victim, but he's a grown man with a daughter. I don't think, I don't think that's cool. I just don't think it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I see your point of view. Yeah, he's playing a very dangerous game, and he's living in Memphis. I know what goes down in Memphis because I read the stories every day. He's just playing a very dangerous game, and I don't think it's cool. <clears throat> well, I, I, I'll say this. Um, mm-hmm. You know, teams provide you with personal security, team security. Mm-hmm. Um, and more. I don't know his day to day. I don't know who hangs around him, but I, I can speak to um, the team security element from certain teams that I, I have relationship with. Yeah. Um, I know that, for example, um, you mentioned Houston. I was with LeBron in Houston last month, mm-hmm. and the McDonald's All-American game was in Houston. Bronny was playing. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, you was in the Lakers, Lakers security, some of those guys who I recognize travel with LeBron. There's team security. Like, Anthony Davis has his own security guy mm-hmm. that he's that's from New Orleans, and he's been with him since New Orleans. And then LeBron has his own security guy. And then there's other team security within the Lakers, and I recognize two guys with Lakers security and then his two of his guys were with him because he also had his wife his mom and his other son and daughter and zuri and his wife Mm -hmm. his daughter zuri and you know basically they're just and with security it's just it's just basically talking and using your body to just get people away just to get they're they're walking through tunnels and things in their process Mm -hmm. quick fast and in a hurry yeah um I would imagine that job ja being the star of, I don't know their details specifically, but yeah. him being the star of the Grizzlies, I'm sure they've assigned somebody with him. But there are times where certain players, if they're, you know, they're not with their security 24-7, and mm-hmm. I don't know what their offseason looks like. Um, that being said, if you have a question about your safety, yeah. you can also hire private security. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you, don't, you, you, you don't got to be out here with the burner. 
No, you don't. And you don't just have to be a celebrity to chit travel with personal security. Um, I'll be honest with you. I know the rates, depending on where you go, it's not as expensive as you think. Okay. Um, you you can hire somebody to be your your like say it was for a day. You can easily hire somebody to watch your back for the day or that event for about a thousand dollars, two thousand dollars for the day. That mm, might include okay. a driver, that might include two people, one person driving, one person assigned with you. You can have somebody who's, you know, c- could not just be standing behind you. They could be sitting in the crowd. And then once they may sense something, can kind of walk up, they can be playing clothes. It, it doesn't have to be as formal as you may see it on TV. So again, I, I don't know Josh's situation. I don't know if somebody's looking for him. I don't know if he thinks it's funny. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I do have a, I, I, I have some some concerns just about yeah, um, how that looks. Um, but I also have some concerns um, for NBA teams and NFL teams as a whole. I remember I did an interview. Somebody asked me what my thoughts were for the future of you know athletes, and one of the things that I that I am concerned with is the amount of money that athletes have on their person, particularly on planes and team buses. Mm. You know, they play cards on the buses. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And who's to say that, unfortunately, somebody may know that you fly into a certain city late at night, yep. like a New Orleans or Chicago. Usually teams hire extra security for those particular cities because of, you know, certain things that they know safety, safety-wise. But again, they're not in the playoffs. It's the offseason. Yeah, yeah. Um, why are you riding it around in a car like that? Now, yeah. I don't know if, if Tennessee is open carry. That's the other thing. Like, yeah. Certain states are open carry, like Vets, Oklahoma, Texas, Texas Florida, Nevada, Florida, yeah. Georgia. Georgia. So, like, yeah. mm-hmm. I know that the NBA is in New York, where that, that, that perception is. is and no, and New, New York, York and DC is You're going to get Lil Wayne this at the Rikers. <laughs> two, two years. Mm-hmm. So, it, it's one of those things where you know that the top, you know that you're a brand. You know that people are watching you. They're yep. waiting for you to mess up. Um, you got to move smarter than that. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Well, two quick non-sports-related questions. I'm going to just get to you, and then we're going to get you up out of here. Uh, today, our top five is in celebration of the birthday of Stevie, what? Stevie Wonder, uh, which was yesterday. And we'll be mm-hmm. naming our top five Stevie Wonder songs. Do you have any songs you want to throw in the mix? I have I have a story and I have one song I like to throw into the mix. Oh, please share. So, Ribbon in the Sky, Stevie Wonder. Beautiful song. Um, Beautiful song. I was at a party in LA two years ago, and it was it was Jordan's birthday party, and um, it was at a mansion in uh, Bel Air. Excuse me, real quick, just as in Jordan, you're saying Michael Jordan, right? Yes, Michael Jordan. Michael okay. Jordan's birthday so party. We, we talking to a big stepper right now. Yeah, I'm just trying to make sure we clear. <laughs> Yeah, it was Michael Jordan's birthday party. Okay. And um, I was in a, I, it was at this mansion. It was like, it was like, it was huge. And um, I was in this room that had like a, a fondue station. You had like pretzels, you had marshmallows. And I was in there, everybody was there. And I was in there talking, me and Kim and Walker were, were catching up. And all of a sudden, it was dark in the room. And I see this guy walking, this guy with dreads and glasses on. I was like, oh snap, that's Stevie Wonder. So, Stevie Wonder walks past me. I stop and I introduce myself. I say, hey, um, Stevie, I'm Brandon Scooby Robinson. You know, I do, I do this. I say, so, he, he, he lifts up 
his glasses and he goes, it's good to see you, Brandon. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Stevie ain't playing no games. We was literally just talking about that earlier. Yeah, I've heard the stories. Yeah. All right, well, I'll, I'll get you up out of here with this. Uh, I know how special of a day to, this is to you uh, with the relationship that you have with your mother um, and mm-hmm. with the fact that, unfortunately, she's no longer with us. Uh, mm-hmm. But can you give us a good memory that you've had with your mother or just a, a good mo- Mother's Day memory that you have in general? I don't have a, a Mother's Day moment, um, per se, but... Um, or maybe something I, that, that, that your mother taught you. Um, I mean, I think the thing that, that I learned from my mother is the, the reason why I'm in the position I'm in today is, is because of her. I mean, uh, when my mother was in the hospital, my mother had stage four cancer and after she was diagnosed, she only lived for seven months. And my mom, um, had asked me when she was in the hospital, um, to pass me her phone cause she wanted me to let people know what was going on. And, um, she, um, her password on her phone and she just wanted me to go through so I was looking through her text messages and one of the things that she said to to one of her colleagues was um, she was talking about kids I guess one of her colleagues had a grandchild and she was telling her colleague about how when Brandon was born she used to talk to him every day and talk to him and talk and talk and she goes and look at how he turned out he loves to talk she goes when I have my daughter I ain't talk to her every day because I don't want her to be talking my ear off. And when I read that and I looked at her, I was cracking up. Because, <laughs> you know, the talking part is, is what I have to do every day. And, you know, I know the sacrifices. My mother was a single mom for 11 years before, you know, she she remarried my stepfather. But, um, you know, I, I watched my mom sacrifice. I come from a, a family of entrepreneurs. Um, my family, you know, ran a sneaker store and a men's shoe store in Harlem. And, you know, just growing up, sitting in the store, you know, seeing athletes like, you know, Dominique Wilkins, um, Spud Webb, Muhammad Ali, no, I'm sorry, not Muhammad Ali, um, Mike Tyson, um, just a myriad of people do different releases in the shoe stores. Dizzy yeah. Gillespie, um, the jazz musician, do, mm. you know, like do sneaker releases or just different things or even just shop. Yeah. Um, that made me feel comfortable around athletes. And my mother just put me in the right positions for certain things, public, public speaking uh, groups. And then, you know, my, my first big break with the Nets, you know, happened with me auditioning in Chelsea Pier, Manhattan. And, you know, every step of the way, I remember heading to the arena and my mother and I would sit in the car and just prepare interview questions. And just, you know, I'm thankful that even though, you know, I, I'm not even close to where I want to be, uh, my mom did see a lot. You know, if you look at my Instagram page, my last post is a picture with me and, and my mother and Adam Silver and a picture together. And, mm. You know, most people, do, you know, my mother was invited to the NBA, uh, the mothers of uh, NBA player brunch. Shaq's mother invited her. And, you know, she sat in a room. This was during All-Star Weekend in 2015. And, you know, she met Adam Silver. And, you know, she met some of the other NBA mothers. And along the way, just in my career, you know, she's been able to, to be there. I remember... You know, Keith Sweat is from Harlem. My mother's from Harlem. And I remember Ooh. one time when I was at CBS and um, Keith Sweat was in the studio. Mm-hmm. And I was FaceTiming my mother. She wouldn't answer the phone. She wouldn't answer the phone. Finally, she FaceTimed me back. And I said, somebody want to talk to you. And it was Keith Sweat. Mm-hmm. She goes, wow, it's really you. Wow. And, um, you know, just opportunities like that over the years. And just her being able to see 
be get to the point I am now. I'm yeah. thankful. I'm grateful for. It. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, my friend. Even though you're not, you know, as far as you want to be, you know, in what you're doing in your field, I'm proud of you. Um, you know, you, knowing sir. where we came from and, and, and where you're at right now. He's far along. My, my man was at MJ party. That, 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 he, he was at MJ's party. Yeah, we, we, we have regular conversations. He just started dropping names, and I'm just like, oh, that's regular? All right. I, I don't even want him to drop names of who was in that party. I know who was there, and I wasn't there. <laughs> I know who was up, up in there. But, uh, but B, like I said earlier, we really appreciate your time. We appreciate you uh, calling into the show and, and, and giving us your insight. Uh, you know about what 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 you see uh, about what's going on in the league. Yeah, and uh, we we wish you nothing but but more success and 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 pushing your your agenda and what you got going further in in, in the coming future. Keep shining, y'all, and thank you for the opportunity as always to be myself. Thank you, man. You keep stepping, man. We got you, man. Yes, yes, sir. You too. B- big stepper. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, bro. I get to wish you later. My man. Later. Well, again, that was Brandon Scoop B. Robinson of the Scoop B. Radio podcast and Bally Sports Network. Uh, you can see him do his thing. You can follow him at uh, Scoop B. on IG and Twitter. And, uh, yeah, if you don't know who he is, then you probably not don't, don't know what's going on in sports right now. But uh, we're going to get into uh, some Have You Seen, Have You Heard. Taylor, what you got no, this we, week? We not, we not oh, no, doing we're not, we not doing Have You Seen, Have You Heard? Well, no? I mean, I don't no? really have nothing. I mean, you kind of put me on the spot. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I thought we were going to get right into the, uh, what's the name? Well, hold up. I got something. Go what's ahead. Up? What's up, E? What you got? Have you seen, have you heard this whole time that we were praying and the speculations and Jamie Foxx been out the hospital for like a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. Jamie, Jamie Foxx been out the hospital What's for a little minute now. On, somebody, somebody was dropping like bad information. I think it was like Monday or Tuesday. It's not looking too good. And I was like, can you imagine him just sitting back at home? Yeah. Like, man, look at this boo, man. Look, look, at look, look at these fools posting my picture and, and wishing me well and, and prayers and all that stuff. And I'm just sitting here in the crib. Eat, eating some eat, eating some cornflakes and watching Andy Griffin. Yeah, I mean, try, I, trying I, to recover I, and stuff. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm sure he appreciated it, but you know, it, it's just wild that they let it go that far without letting people know. Like, okay, he's out the hospital. He's yeah. out the woods now. Because that's know. what I thought. I remember his daughter said he's out the hospital, and then somebody dropped that he was back. I said, well, I, I don't, now you, that's people start getting confused. Like, what are you, what are y'all talking about? And then yeah. my man just happened to be out. He's just out here saying yeah. whatever, man. Yeah, that, that that I remember that. That was crazy. Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt, no that's doubt. That's all. That that's all I, you know. That's all it, you know. Have you seen? I, I just wanted to know if you if, if you picked up on that and they announced he'd been out the hospital for like a couple weeks chilling. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I definitely saw it. Uh, Taylor said he saw it, so we we, we know what's going on with Fox, but it, it, it's just it's just interesting the way all that is is kind of playing out and going. Yeah, that was very weird. I, <laughs> it was very weird. <laughs> weird ain't the word, mm-hmm. man. All right, all right. Well, it's time for the Common Sense Space. And as I said, in honor of it being Mother's Day, our Common Sense Space topic is going to be our best mom memories uh, in honor of the day. Um, So, you know, something that that you uh, went through with your mom, something that you experienced with your mom that just, you know, kind of stayed with you and and that that you feel you want to share with with the good people this week. I got one. Go ahead, E. What you got, baby? I'm on the roll today. Uh, get him, E. Get him. All right, so check this out. Go. Oh, and let's and, get it, it. and it's, it might sound a little strange, but this is going to be my 
one of my favorite mom moments because this is something that set my life on the course that it that it was that allowed me to do the things I've done. Uh huh. So back in the nineties, your boy used to get into a little bit of trouble. I you know. Me and my two best friends, we had the sticky fingers. Um. And we were good for hitting up all of the uh, regional train stations. We would go there and rob car stereos. Okay. We was hot. We was hot with it. And uh, we finally got caught right up there at, uh, what's that, Wissahickon Station mm-hmm. at the end of Valley Green. Mm-hmm. All right, so our man got caught. Me and him actually got away, right? But, of course, the, the mothers we had, oh, we turning ourselves in. Oh, no. Take us down to the 35th, sitting in, you know, when you were juvenile, you're sitting in the sweat box. Thank goodness it was uh, about 28 days before my 18th birthday because I was going to go straight to CFCF. Mm. So uh, I get locked up. They call my mom, you know, and she comes down to the station. And when I tell you she was like Bruce Lee to Fist of Fury. In the 35th, mm. she whacked me. Putting hands on you. In front of the cops and everything. And I knew from that moment that the life of crime was not for me. <laughs> because if I was going to get whacked by moms in the police station, in the 35th, on Broad Street, in front of the police while they were giggling and looking, even though they told her she can't do that, mm. she they most certainly didn't give her an assault charge. No. But I definitely got assaulted. But, you know, but it was for the better. I never went back. I never got locked up again. That's when I immediately went down to Broad and Sherry, signed up for the Navy, and got the hell out and dodged and made a whole life music producer, shows, artists, podcast productions, the whole nine. So, Mom, thank you for keeping the everlasting foot in the back of, of my behind us. Hey. Happy Mother's Day. Salute to Miss Manigault. Doing what she's doing and, and raising E the right way, putting that foot in his behind to keep him on the straight and narrow. At least the the, the straighter and narrower. And then hold up. And in the end of the story, and this is a rest in peace to my Uncle Jody who raised me the manly way. He passed away right at the end of the 90s. He didn't say nothing the whole time in the police station. Like, he was just totally silent, which I already knew what was going to happen. And they wound up stomping me out in front of the 35th on Broad Street mm. under his Bronco. He had the Eddie Bauer edition, the 88 joint. Mm. They stomped me under it, both of them. Like, it looked like something on NWA. You remember NWA wrestling before it became WCW? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the Four Horsemen, they did the joint. And this homeless man was like, stop beating on that kid. And my mom turned around and said, mind your business for we whoop your ass too. No bull. I, I can't make this up. Mm. And he scurried away. Oh. <laughs> Jeez. Well, I'll tell you what you got. Uh, I got a funny story about my mom. This was maybe when I was in high school. Uh, well, yeah, no, not maybe. I was in high school. I got into a uh, a fight. And uh, in our high school, if you got uh, into a fight, uh, you were guaranteed to be out for the whole year of, yep. the, of the school year. You not only got suspended. Whoa, 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 you, you, whoa. You, you, Hold you, up. Back you, up. Back you, up. Hold on. I, you, hold yeah. on. 
Now you went up, you went, y'all went to school up there in uh, Willow Grove, right? Yeah, that's yeah, my mom. Yeah. Montgomery up, County. You my mom a- lived in Willow Grove. I didn't grow up there. So yeah, and, was, and and you not only got suspended, you also got arrested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but hold on, you said for the rest of the school year. You get suspended for the whole year. school year. You was out for like forty-five yeah. to sixty days or something like yeah. that. It, it was crazy. So wow. check, so check this. So this is maybe in October, November. So I'm going down to the office. I got into a fight or whatever. Uh, somebody was talking trash. And I'm not really a morning person, so I just ran down on the bull and <laughs> swung him around, hit him in the face and everything like that. I got gripped up, thrown to the office. They put us both in the office. The principal said, yo, we're going to call both of y'all parents. I was like, all right, cool. So I'm, I'm thinking he's bluffing, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. he, tell, he tells the other boy to go out. He called my mom first. He's like, you know, I'm going to call your mom. I was like, please do. Because <laughs> I know who my mom is. She, she don't play no game. She call, So he thinking he's doing, he thinking I'm going to get in trouble. I'm thinking I'm going to be upset. I'm chilling there like, yo, go ahead. Call, 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 call Miss Uber. Go ahead. Calls him up, calls her up on at work. She's already irritated, probably as is. She picks up the phone. He tells her what happened. Yeah, well, your son did this. Your son did that. Blah, 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 this, that, and this. She's quiet. She's not saying nothing. It's on speakerphone. Yeah. And then he goes, uh, Miss Subar, are you there? Yeah, I'm just waiting for you to, to, are you finished talking or something like that? She's sending off the rip. I was like, mm-hmm. damn. So now he's in shock and he's, look, and he's looking at me. I'm looking at him like, yep. You got You got the right one. You know what I mean? <laughs> so now she's talking because he basically told her the story. She said, I know my son. My son don't start fights. Now, I did start this one, but I started the fight and she was like my son has taught like it's because i wasn't really like a big guy so it's my we taught our son to defend himself so then she i'm not gonna say what she had in the middle because there was some stuff that she probably shouldn't have said but then she dropped the bomb on the on the on the um on the principal said and said what if i ran down on you and and, and beat you uh something basically saying she was going to assault him mm. and, and my man started st- <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah she said don't worry my husband will be there to pick him up and banged on him so he was like uh uh, uh scrambling he was sweating he was like oh well uh i didn't know i said yeah man where do i go man because i know my parents like my parents are not going to get me in trouble for me getting into a fight that's one thing that my parents always did they always had my back i know a lot of uh, parents when their parent, when their kids mess up, they kind of berate the parents, the kids in front of the um, yeah. in, 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 in front, front of, of the, 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 my parents the authority never figure. ever did it. They never want them to do. They wanted to know that no, he has two parents that take care of him. And even though yeah, he's wrong, we're not gonna do it in front of y'all. So I always salute my mom. You know, what I mean? even though she's not here no more, I salute her for always having my back. Cause that was she. He was basically basically like, yeah, I'm gonna call your mom and I'm gonna tell her. I said, I said, go ahead. Cause at that, I'm 15 years old. I knew that at the time. Fast forward, we go to the meeting where I was supposed to get suspended for a year. My parents hooped and I only say hooped and hollered. They sent every principal that was in there. One principal walked out. I got 10 days of suspension. Mm. And the 10 days ended up being like maybe 12 or 13 because it was a snow day or something like that. Yeah. So your boy was chilling at the crib playing video games, listening to We Are the Streets. I mean, because that album <laughs> had just came out maybe that January. Salute to the Taylor lives. was chilling and came back to school. And this is no cap. I'm, I was I graduated when I was 17. So you can't say that I, that I ever got left back. I came back in school, did my work. I never was really like a school guy when I was in high school. But I ended up getting all my work done. when I mean, I think I missed maybe about 20 days or something like that. Did my quote-unquote community service. Was able to play sports. And my parents were on top of me. It's like, listen, you messed up. You got to make, make up for all them days. And I did. You know what I mean? So I always remember my mom, just that first initial contact, he was shook. And then once that happened, they were like, yeah, we probably not going to be able to spend this kid for a year. because it's, And both my and then the other kid, his parent didn't even show up. So 
my parents showed up looking, you know what I mean, look, looking suited look, look, and booted. Looking like a united front. Yeah, exactly. And said, you know, they said, there's no way we're keeping this boy at this at this house. We're not. He gonna be here. He gonna be your problem. So, yeah, he's he gonna be mom, in school. Yeah, yeah. So he tried to call my mom, and then when my dad, I'm not even gonna tell you what my father did. That's probably for Father's Day. He he, he was even more uh, ratchet. Oh, when he came Mr. Super was turned. Yeah, yeah. He was turned up. Uh, he was too. But uh, my mom always had my back. So I always remember that moment because he tried to scare me. Once he told me, once he said he was calling my mom, I was like, ooh. Thank God, because she's going to get me out of this. She's like a lawyer. She's like Johnny Cochran. Mm. You can be guilty and make you and make you look innocent. I was her child. So there was nothing wrong with me doing what I did. They never said, they never uh, said, you was wrong with doing what you did. They said, listen, you got to defend yourself. We're never going to tell you not to defend yourself because you're a grown man. Or you're a kid, something like that. Like They told me always to defend yourself. They never told me not that, that turn of the cheek crap. They told me to defend myself. Yeah, yeah. I did what I did. Well, Mr. Sue was on that Malcolm X policy by, by any means necessary. He didn't play. So he, Mr. Sue wasn't playing no games. I'll tell you what he did on Father's Day. I'll, can, I'll continue that story when we do get the Father's Ooh. Day because it, it, was, it was worse when, when he came up there. All right. Terrible. All right. Well, so, salute to Mr. Suber. Yeah. And Mrs. Manigault for, for what they did for y'all in, in y'all younger days. Um, I, I don't have a, a specific story that I can think of off the top right now to, to, to bring up about Mrs. Roberts, my mother. But uh, what I will say is uh, I just want to salute her. Um, just, just for for what she did uh, with her life, um, in, in her younger days, uh, my grandfather, who was her father, was pastor of one of the biggest churches in the in the city of Philadelphia, Deliverance Evangelistic Church, which is currently down on Lehigh Avenue, and uh, <clears throat> she uh, ended up being his secretary. Uh, you know, she was working for him, and uh, that was her job for for years and years. And um, you know, he passed away. And uh, some things happened with the church to where I uh, ended up going away from the family and went to some other people. And, uh, you know, my mom had to start over and find a new job, find a new situation, find a new way uh, to take care of uh, and, and support her family along with my father. And, uh, you know, me and my sister were both pretty young at the time. We were in our early teens. But uh, she was able to, uh, you know, recuperate her situation and, and, and get a job. Uh, with a college working in the admissions department and she did that for the next uh, almost 20 years and uh, she just retired I believe it was last year uh, from work and uh, now she she dedicates her time to her grandchildren uh, my three kids and my, my sister's two kids and um, you know she she still handles her business does what she has to do and uh, you know as a result both her and my father are in good situations and, you know, are, are, are living their lives the way that they want to right now. So um, I want to salute to my mom, Mrs. Roberts. Yeah, salute to Mrs. Roberts, yeah. And, uh, you know, I want to salute to all the mothers of us up here and all mothers uh, both living and, you know, who passed on, uh, you know, because it's a lot of us who don't have our mothers uh, or fathers, you know, in our lives anymore. Um, so... Your mom, your mom bought me that 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 that, that number eight back in the day. She, of birth. Listen, I'll never forget that. Listen, it was one day. My it was a Friday night, yeah. and my mom was coming home from work. I was already at the crib. I was hanging out with Taylor because me and Taylor have known each other since we was about four, five, six. Uh, so my mom was like, "What do you want for dinner?" She was stopping by Burger King. So I said, "Can you get me a Whopper?" And Taylor heard the conversation, so he was like, "Yo, ask your mom to get me an international chicken." Yeah, see, Taylor's never, never tells. Never, he's the same. I'm 38. I, I mean, Taylor don't change. Always, <laughs> and, been, always and, been, always been crazy and spoiled. And guess what? My mom showed up with the Whopper <laughs> meal for me. I was joking. And the, and the international chicken for Taylor, and he was so surprised and shocked, but he ate that sandwich and enjoyed it. Yeah. 
I've been rocking with Robbins ever since. That's the homie. But, yeah, no doubt, man. Salute to all the mothers who's out here doing their thing for their kids and for their families on Mother's Day. We all know that mothers put it down like nobody else. Yeah. That's going to do it for our common sense space. And getting out of that, we're going to get into our one edition of Top 5, which, as I said earlier, we're going to list off our Top 5 Stevie Wonder songs in honor of his birthday uh, yesterday. He's still out here kicking and, and, and you know, 73 years living young, his life. So that's, that's a beautiful thing. So many people have already gone on to the other side. Oh, Steve, Stevie been around since he was... Was he a teenager when he got signed? He was pretty young. It was, I think he was young, actually younger. It, it was yeah. it was the 50s or 60s when he got signed. My man has been doing it for a long damn time, man. Lord have mercy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, with, with, I with, heard his mom was a beast with that contract back in the day, though. With, with, with the shades and the... And, and the uh, Fingertips. And the... Um, First single. Everybody say yeah. With the, with, with the shades and the dreads and, and, and the piano. That's, and, that's and, Motown's and finest. Motown's finest right there. Yes, sir. Man, right. have you ever seen Stevie live? No, I, oh, I, I have not. I've seen him twice. Okay. Once. Hold on. And, and this is going to be quick. How about this? I went to Ada Lewis Middle School. Okay. And you know uh Patty LaBelle's husband used to be the principal there. Uh. So she definitely has ties. She used to live on Haines Street, right right around the corner from uh, Ooh, them Haines Street hustlers. You know, Melba Moore. I think she went to Ada Lewis or she has ties there. Some some Spe- G some, some G's done come from Haines Street. Special assembly one day. Go down, we all go down to the auditorium. Stevie Wonder sitting at the piano. Mm. Stevie Wonder that came up to the school. That's that, 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 that sounds like that? that Cosby Show episode. Can, like, can you believe that Steve, like Stevie was here? That's crazy. But, you know, like I said, uh, shout out to Patty. Happy. Did she got any kids? Uh, I don't know. She I, has a I, son. I, I wouldn't be surprised if she did. She has a son, yeah. I think she just had one son. Okay. She lived around the corner, so happy Mother's Day to you. All right, what's your top five Stevie's? Man, I love Stevie, man. All right, I, I'm, so. I'm, I'm, I want to hear. I'm excited. So at number five, I got that girl. Ah, mm. uh, that's my number one. That girl thinks that she's so bad. Mm. She changed my dun, 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 I dun, that dun, radio, dun, man. Dun, dun. All right, number four. All I do is think about you. Dun, 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 dun. All I do is think about you. Number three. The classic. My man Brandon mentioned it earlier, but uh, it's a ribbon in the sky. It's a beautiful song. After I get to number three, we're slowing it down because four and five, they, they upbeat. You know what I'm saying Stevie stepped by, behind the piano and, and jammed out, but these number three, these three, two, and one, we slowing it down. So number three, I got a ribbon in the sky. Number two, I got a song called "Lately." Oh, that's a classic! Oh, the JoJo and KC remix. Exactly. I, I got a salute to, uh, to to Jamie Foxx. Because in the episode of Jamie Foxx that featured Casey and JoJo, when he dressed up like Busta Rhymes, he went to the studio and he was trying to, you know what I'm saying, perform for them. And that's the song he sang. 
I'm a man of many wishes. I hope my premonition misses. I'm so glad you are. But what I really feel, my eyes won't let me hide. Cause they always start to cry. Oh my God. I try my best. I try my best. Lately. Yes, sir. And number one is uh, a song called Overjoyed, mm. which I got a salute to Mary J. Blige because the first time I experienced that song was in a Michael Jordan commercial, and Mary oh, yeah. J. Blige was actually performing the song. Yeah. Wow. And I didn't see that one. Derek you, you, Jeter. Yeah, Derek Jeter, Ray Allen. Uh, Randy uh, Moss. Randy Moss. And then Michael Jordan. been on deployment or something. And then Michael Jordan came walking up over the field. Yeah, with, this, with that big-ass suit. Yep. As they were singing, uh, how that joint go? Uh, over time, I've been living. I've been building my castle of love. Just for two. Everybody got the Jordan going. Though you never knew you were my reason. Keep podcasting, bro. Yes, sir. That's that's that joint, man. Keep podcasting. Overjoyed, overjoyed. But that's my number one. Stevie Wonder song. Salute to, to Stevie Wonder. He's a legend in the game. You've been putting it down for a long, long, long time. And uh, you, you you get love from the Sports Life and Everything Else podcast 10 days out of 10. So, Taylor, what you got for your top five Stevie Wonder songs? Uh, this was uh, this was very hard. He got, he got, he got bangers, man. He but, does, uh, man. I got, like, personal favorites of, of, of mine. My number five is uh, Rocket Love. Lord have mercy. Okay. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Rocket okay. Love is classic, man. You hear me out in there, rocking this thing. That's my joint, man. I don't care. No one says, like, uh, I listen to a lot of R&B, uh, uh, like, mixes and stuff like that, and I got to put that in the mix somewhere. That's got to come up in there. That that Rocket Love is that joint, man. You know what I mean? Cheer. That's my number five. Right there, okay. That's a classic. Uh, uh, number four is uh, my my Sharia Moore. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> that was in my honorable mentions. Go ahead, mercy. La 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 la. Come on, man. Like the way that my man just wrote songs, that was just it's, it's, he just made it seem so easy, man. My Maybe someday, people. like uh, just just the, just the words he was it was it was so easy. But the way he put it, the, the way he, he put them songs together, the way like, he put man. it down, man. He had long songs, he had short ones. When he yeah. got right to the point, man. Yeah. man I, oh man, come on, man. Which leads me to another one. Uh, what's it? Uh, is it called? Um, you are my sunshine. Is that what it's called? I don't know. I, I, I believe so. You are the sunshine of my life. Ooh, oh yeah. That's why I love. And then I like how the song just picks up right after that. My man just starts getting it in. Uh-huh. You feel like he stands up and starts dancing if he can see. You know what I mean? But that, that's my <laughs> joint right there, man. Yeah, so that's my number three, man. I, I love okay. that joint. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, number two, this is a personal favorite of mine. This is one of his older songs from back in the day. I think he did it. This was on um, the Spike Lee soundtrack of... Uh, of uh, Jungle Fever, these he did three do words. The Spike Lee soundtrack of Jungle Fever. These three words, man. I love that song. Man. He was he was singing his ass off on that. Song. Okay, okay. <laughs> I love that song, man. You know what I mean? So yeah, that that these three words is a is a freaking classic to me, man. Yeah, I love that song, man. But uh, number one for me, man. And uh, I, I don't know um, if you play this song um, and you and you got your girl around and if she don't cry, you need to get rid of her. Uh, mm. Never dreamed you leave this summer. I mean. <laughs> Put that song on. Mm. Put 
that song on with your girl. She don't cry. Get rid of her. I'm sorry. <laughs> my man was my man was was crying tears of this woman. My man went through all the seasons: the summer, the spring, the fall, the winter, and mm. and never thought that she would leave this summer. Man, why didn't you stay? Mm. And that was it. I mean, Stevie. Why are you doing this to us, man? Yeah, so that, that's that's my joint, man. Never dreamed you'd leave this summer. Lord have mercy. That's my number one, man. That, that's a classic. That Girl is like one of my favorite songs. But, Ooh, That Girl. But Never Dreamed That Summer. I heard that. I had to release to it maybe two uh, two days ago, and then we started to do the list, and I was like, that song is classic. I don't care what no one says. Okay. That's my bad, number one. Bad. Never, leave, never and, left and you through the summer. I'll, I'll bring up uh, an honorable mention. It's not a song that he performed, but he definitely wrote it. And I definitely made a cover of it, which will be uh, I Can't Help It from Michael Jackson. Stevie wrote that song. Okay. Master Blaster. Oh, the just that. What's that deadly? It's like Bob Marley or something like that? Yes. Yeah, that song was classic. Mm-hmm. That was my dad's song. <laughs> I know, baby, I'm seeing. Mm. Don't you know it's your time? <laughs> oh, you know it's your problem. Say, let me stop that shit. <laughs> hey, 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 see, now you, you, you're making the clear line between how I was singing earlier and how you singing now. That's so cool. You, I'm a singer. You, you, you got to relax. You got me looking crazy. I'm a singer. You're a podcast. Look, I can't do what you do, bro. I don't I don't have that insight on sports. I, I have raw emotion. That's a look, fact. Look at Listen. me today. I want to I wanna fire damn near everybody from the Sixers organization. And and when your man came on and explained some things, it gave me a different insight. Yeah. And I, you know what? After hearing what he said, Boston's a better team. He was right. So I'm not trying to make anybody look bad, but you know I'm a singer. Nah, you good. You good. And listen, I, I ten times out of ten will salute E and take my head up to him. On the music note, on the singing note, on the production note, E absolutely holds that down. That's just what I do. So a couple honorable mentions I just want to throw in real quick before we get out of our Stevie Wonder conversation. For once in my life, I got someone who needs me. That's That's a joint right there. Definitely classic. And then, of course... Living just enough for the city. I was going to bring that up. Yeah, mercy. That's that. Man, remember when that was on um Jungle Fever soundtrack? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh and, and, and Gator was outside acting crazy. <laughs> I smoked the TV, Bob. I smoked the color TV. Mm. <laughs> Go ahead, mercy, man. Um, Shout out to Samuel. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to go you any. Mm. Oh, girl, I love, love you, you. I love you. I love you. It's too, you know what? It's just too many. Love that. He got too many of them, man. It's too many. This might be my longest list. Uh, Hell, he got so many. We, we could do the top five Stevie Wonder albums on another show. Exactly. That's how many picks and albums he has. We could have did top 15. We could have. How you gonna leave out? E- easily. How you gonna leave out? Do I do? What you do? When I do? I love for you. My man was getting in on that one. Yeah, man. My man started scatting and everything. The horns was blowing. I said, yo, my man is not playing no game. Dizzy Gillespie. Mm hmm. Right. My, my name is Brungham. Yeah, yeah, you might as well just play on this, Joe. Let's go. Let's let's get it. Mm-hmm. I wonder how that call went. Oh, man. Hey, Dizzy. It's Stevie, man. 
I got something for you, man. Come, come through. I got something to play for you. I, I got something for you in it. But yeah, man, that's gonna do it for our top five. Stevie Wonder song. Salute to Stevie Wonder. I, I hope you see many more years on this earth, and you know what I'm saying you're able to to enjoy them as much as possible, because we enjoy what you left here for us with your music. And uh, we're gonna close out this week's episode as we should have closed out last week's episode, but. A little misstep on my part, but we're going to get into T's thoughts. So, T, what you got to tell him this week? Um, Nothing, man. Well, I mean, my man John Moran, he's, he's obviously hanging around crabs in a bucket. You know what mm. I mean? They're trying to drag him down. You know what I mean? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm a crab. I'll be dragged. That's just how I am. But my man is worth uh, millions and millions and millions of dollars. And he has a friend. I don't know who to, like, this guy has been around every instant. I did the research. It's it's the Pac Ball? Pac. I forget his name. It starts with a D. He seems to be the common denominator in in, in all these instances, except with the strip clubs. I don't even know if he was there. But he was the one holding the phone. And he was, they was rapping the oh, NBA Youngboy. Oh, he was the one holding boy. the phone when, yes. when, when he was with the guns. But, and he was the one that was ale- mm. he was the one that was kicked out of the uh, Indianapolis uh, football uh, basketball game for with the with the laser point. He they did an investigation on him. They told him he can't come there no more. And he was at the fight with um, I think he may have been at both fights. The fight that was at the mall with his with, with his mom, and the fight with the boy um that came on the court and stuff like that. And he beat the, the was sixteen and seventeen year olds. Uh, so this okay. guy is a common denominator in all types of factions. So if you're hanging around someone that's always the common, you're trying to get somewhere, and you have a common denominator that's always doing the most, you might have to get rid of him because um I just saw uh, what's my man's name? He got an album coming out this summer, a Ben the Butcher. Everybody can't go. Now, I don't know if this guy came up with him or he met him along the way, but obviously this guy, he has nothing to lose. And he's just doing everything. So you got to watch out for people that that latch on to you. If you got something going on or something like that, you might have to leave people down at the bottom, you know what I mean? Because they might be dragging you down. They might be that weight on the bottom of your foot. Don't be afraid. You don't have to say, uh, F out of here, stay away from me, stuff like that. You might have to just say, tell people, yo, man, you can't be around, man. I'm going to put you over here, and then you're going to be straight over there for a while. Mm-hmm. You can't be around. So don't ever be afraid to just branch off of people and kind of do things on your own. Because at the end of the day, you got to be a man. And I'm just probably talking to the men at, at this point right now you gotta be a man and gotta be able to stand on your own 10 toes you know what i mean so i don't know what's up with, with, with this situation going on uh it's it's, <laughs> it's it's crazy like i said earlier i thought i was reading the same i thought i was in the twilight when i said we're back in march and i really thought i was reading the, it was the same they all they had to do was just cut and paste what they did from two months ago yeah yeah you know what i mean so uh, you gotta watch out who the people you hang around you know what i mean so sometimes you gotta cut people off yeah man. you gotta cut people off and tell people you gotta hit the pause on some people, man, because you gotta get to where you're at. Even though I talk about LeBron, he when he had his homies with him, he gave them all jobs. Like, yo, yeah. you go there, you go to work for Nike, you're gonna go and get your certification to be an agent, yeah. and you're gonna go do to like a marketing class. His first agent was, I think it was Leon Rose, and after all his cats got um got their uh, stuff certification. Together. Then he brought them in and they yep. ended up rep, 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 uh, representing him. Chris mm-hmm. Paul, I, I think the other guy named Rivera or something like that, the Hispanic guy. And then Maverick, you know what I mean? Yep. Maverick, Maverick is kind of like, yep. Maverick kind of like his OG. So he always, he put people around him. And y'all not going to be just, just leeching off just, me. Just sponging off me. You know nah. what I mean? So, and I think this is what y'all going to be here, it's going to be a purpose. Yeah, he's going to be doing something. My man owns like a t-shirt business or something like that. I don't know what that is, but... Y'all got to get his stuff together. But anybody that's on the come up, whether you're in your early 20s or even your 30s, something like that, and someone is like,
like not on the same page as you, you might have to turn that page and just and just move on. Nothing wrong with that, man. At the end of the day, as you get older, you shouldn't be around that many people as you get older. You should be you should be confining your, your circle. You your should circle be around should be getting smaller. It should be bigger. around 50, 60, 70, 80 people. That's that's a problem. You know what I mean, it should be down to like a certain amount of people that you should be hanging with. So I mean that's that's the only uh T thought I had about that when I saw that today. He's got too many uh, bums around. Sometimes you gotta cut people off. But man. they don't care. They're not playing basketball. They're just leeching off of him. They don't gotta go to practice every day. They don't gotta play in them no. games and hit them shots in them big moments. No, Mm-mm. no. They weren't. They weren't down three to one to the bum ass Lakers. They, they weren't there. You know what I mean? They, they just weren't there. You know what I mean? He was there. So. If they were there, they were in the stands or at home watching on TV. Yeah. So uh, yeah, just just always be careful with the the people that are around you. It could be family members. It could be people with the same last name as you. No. It could be somebody that you know for a whole lot of years. It could be somebody that you just met. It could be somebody that you breaking bread with. Just be careful with the people you're around, man. And don't be don't be guilty by association. Yeah. They might be hating on you from the inside. They might be leaking stuff where you're going to be at, and then you're and then you go there and then stuff. And oh dang, I can't believe this happened. Stuff like mm-hmm. that does happen. You might have an inside rat. You don't know. And that's not just for John Morant. That's for all of our listeners. Yeah. No matter what you doing where you at in your life uh if you busting moves if you doing things if you progressing and you have somebody that's around that's just in the way that's just leeching off you that's just you know there when things is popping when the party's going on or when you have an events or whatever like that keep your eyes open man pay attention to who you got around you all right well that's gonna do it for us this week season five episode 18 and did I happen to mention that this is our 100th episode? 100th episode. We've been doing this thing for a little minute, man. Salute to our guest this week, Mr. Brandon Scooby Robinson of Scooby Radio and Bally Sports Network for coming on, sharing his insights and his thoughts with us about uh, what's going on the, on the NBA landscape right now. You can follow us on Twitter and IG at Sleep Is For You. That's S-L-E-E-P-I-S, the number four Y-O-U. Look out for episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Podbean, Samsung Podcast, Player FM, or Google Podcasts. Don't forget about SleepIsForYou.com. For all things sleep-related, look up Brandon uh, at Scoop B uh, on Twitter and IG. And uh, Taylor, anything else you want to say to the people? Ah, man, love and live your life, man. That's it. E, anything else you got for the people? Keep your head on the swivel and make sound decisions. Let's use a little bit of common sense on what's going on out here and watch these youngsters because they seem to be getting crazier and crazier by the day with, with no control. So just watch it. Watch where you're at. They out there grouping up. They're, they're setting up these group meetings and... Uh, on the gram and just going out and just causing tyranny. So tyranny. Keep your head on. Oh my goodness. Keep your head on the swivel, man. It's, that sounds dark. They're getting bad out here, man. I, I hope it get better because they don't realize what they're doing in their own future, but okay. All right. Well, salute to everybody out there that's listening, that's supporting, that's still rocking with us. We appreciate y'all. It's always love. And uh, y'all watch your bodies out here. Water. Yeah. We back. Yeah. The GP will see you now. Look, free to return to that emo rap. 
Ain't no kilo stash, Augusta's son had a reload that Daddy gone, but his legacy strong, how do you figure? I too thought I'd be dead, all things considered But I'm living, thriving and growing, fighting opponents that I'm with it Striving to know who died for the lowest, don't you get it? The industry hopers try to control us, I ain't with it I got me a goal that's highly explosive With my wife and my baby, what I'm writing is weighty Call me Esso or Bevenberg, they nighting me lately Stand where the light is, feeling like it, delighted And maybe I'm getting grown Nothing wrong with Bible and Baileys I open up the text Got my mind closer off the edge Goes the architect I ain't gotta go to your connect I gotta go direct Him and I through the sun up